Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Daft Differently. This is Esther Israel. Today we're going to be starting the 13th chapter of Masechet Yevamot with Daf Kufzain, 107. Chazal, the rabbis, understood that the Torah allowed fathers to marry off minor daughters, but that only fathers had this right. Rabbinic law later granted older brothers and mothers the same right in the case where there was no father. The usual explanation for this is that the move was in the interests of protecting a fatherless, which means protectorless, young girl, from a world of lurking, evil-intentioned male strangers. This, however, did not have the Torahitic, de oraita, validity that a marriage would have had had the father given her in marriage as a minor. As time goes by, rabbinic resistance to minors being married off even by their fathers grows, even resistance to their being betrothed by their fathers. How much more so we can understand if she had been betrothed or given in marriage by brother or mother. In steps halachic solution, number one, the institution of mi'un, or refusal. The girl, still a minor, is allowed to express her unwillingness to have this man as her husband, and this would erase the connection between him and her as if it had never been. This means nullification of the connection without need for a get, without her being considered a divorcee. After coming of age, she no longer has the ability to nullify the connection between them without a get. Coming of age is the moment at which she would have come into the right of independent decisions for herself had she not been married off first. So, if she enters legal adulthood married or betrothed to a man, without having done mi'un, obviously, that would legally imply her acceptance of this situation. Agreement that is assumed through her legal silence. Mishnah Aleph and Mishnah Bet of this chapter both appear on this page of the Gemara, 107. Mishnah Aleph records a number of machlokot, disputes, between Bet Shammai and Bet Hillel regarding specific halachot of mi'un, and I will mention two of them. First one. Bet Shammai omrim, ein mema'anin, ela arusot. Uvet Hillel omrim, arusot unesuot. Bet Shammai think that mi'un is capable of dissolving a betrothal, which is legally and financially a marriage, but without the consummation of the marriage, without the two people living together. However, Beit Shammai hold that once the two are fully married, living together, her objection to the marriage would be legally ineffective. That is, in the best scenario, she could get a desired divorce. But a marriage once consummated could not be dissolved by her objection alone, even if it were a marriage contracted by her mother or brother, 
which is of a lesser legal status. But Hillel think that even the marriage of the Ketana may be undone by the girl's Mi'un. They see Mi'un as part and parcel of the leniency that grants the mother and brother the right to marry off the minor girl. Beit Hillel maintain that as long as she is still a minor, she can decline to continue in a marital situation not to her liking as long as it has this weakish legal basis. The second machloket between Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai in Mishnah Aleph is over the question of how far the power of these two institutions, marriage of a minor by mother or brother, and its counterpart, mi'un, extend. If a ketana were betrothed by mother or brother, and she had refused the man, and then they went and married her off again, could she again do mi'un? Could they become serial betrothers of minors? Could she become a serial mima'enet? Beit Hillel upholds all those institutions and say, yes, mima'enet v'hi ketana afilu arba'a v'chamisha pa'amim. She can be a mima'enet as a minor even four or five times, which implies as many times as they marry her off, she can lima'en, she can refuse that marriage or that betrothal. We can look at Beit Hillel here as strengthening the position of the existing powers in a fatherless situation in a very patriarchal society, strengthening the position of the brother and mother. In that case, they are also strengthening the power of a minor female to decide for herself if she wishes to abide by the choice of these existing powers or not. Beit Shammai are also looking out for her interests and protecting her when they forbid this. Amrulahen Beit Shammai, Beit Shammai answer Beit Hillel, Ein benot Yisrael hefker, the daughters of Israel, are not up for grabs or unprotected. Ela, mima'enet umamtenet, utema'en v'tinase. Beit Shammai are protecting the young powerless girls from being used in a situation where a potentially weak family would want to use them as a financial asset. Therefore, they present the reason for their objection first, because the daughters of Israel are not hefker, and then their solutions, two solutions for a girl who declared her mi'un once. One would be, She will refuse and then have to wait legally until she is of age before re-betrothal to anyone. When she becomes of age, she can choose whom to marry. This limits the mother and brother's agency in this matter to one try only. The second solution would be She can refuse that one time and then soon be betrothed by her mother or brother and married to another. But married, not only betrothed. This, in the opinion of Beit Shammai, will prevent her from being seen as a loose woman or loose girl, since she can no longer go on leaving relationships with men without a get, since she will not be able to leave this marriage without a get, in line with their opinion that mi'un is only from betrothal, not marriage. There is a surprising element of the laws of mi'un that comes up in the next Mishnah, also on our page. 
Mishnabit. Here we're presented with two cases of minor girls who were betrothed by their mother or brother and for different reasons can walk out of this relation, these relationships without even a mi'un. These are, one, she was betrothed to this man, shilolodata, without her understanding of this fact of that she was going to get betrothed or married or what it would imply. This would probably mean that she had been betrothed to him at a very young age. This connection could be dissolved without a get, without a mi'un. All she needs to do is walk away. The second case is brought up by Rabbi Hanina ben Antigonus. He said, Kol tinoket she'ina yechola lishmor kidusheha e'na tzrecha lema'en. Any young girl, because tinoket in rabbinic Hebrew means child and not baby, any young girl who was not even capable of taking care of what she was given as a token of her betrothal or not responsible enough to do so, does not need to make an official mi'un to get out of that relationship. Again, apparently a matter of very young age. The end of Mishnabet has an even more surprising opinion brought by Rabbi Elazar, who tells us, Ein ma'ase ketana klum ela kimfuta. Nothing that is done in this way to the minor girl or on behalf of the minor girl has any validity. He is saying that her father and only her father can betroth her as a minor, as the law in the Torah, or she may betroth herself as an adult. The girl who was given away in marriage by anyone by her father is legally just like a girl seduced by this man. Rabbi Elazar does not necessitate mi'un because there, is, because there is never any need for this institution. There is no mi'un because these kind of marriage deals will never be allowed in the first place. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.